How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. Every snowflake is different. The same is true when it comes to winter tires. Here at the new Lloydminster Nissan, we have tires that are better on snow and ice, while some have better traction in heavy snow and some last longer. Not one tire does it all. But here at the new Lloydminster Nissan, we find you the tires that best work for you and your winter driving. And even better than that, you'll love the price with all our tires at cost. Safety and savings here at the new Lloydminster Nissan with our winter tire sale. Go online at NissanLloydminster.com. Book in your winter tire install now. At the new Lloydminster Nissan, we won't sell you a car or tires. We'll help you buy one. While it is good to look at how much has changed in banking since the first Saskatchewan Credit Union was formed in the 30s, it is just as important to look at what has stayed the same. We are with you through thick and thin, rooted in tradition and honest values, and driven by innovation to help reach your financial goals. This commitment to you has defined our entire story, which will never change. That's a promise. Stay tuned, it's only going to get better. This is Lloyd Minster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloyd Minster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloyd Minster Nissan. Welcome to our special broadcast today. We are so excited to be here at Spiros. Uh, we have Maria joining us to kind of co-host the program today. Thank you, Kurt. And we are celebrating Spiros' 80th birthday today. Now, back at the new Lloyd, Mr. Nissan, do not pay for six months, up to $10,000 cash back on new and pre-owned vehicles and tires right now at cost. And the lot is full again. So come down and take a look at our inventory at the new Lloyd, Mr. Nissan. It's windy out there today. I, I stopped at home and first of all, I had to lay out some salt because I almost uh, slipped on the ice. And uh, then I noticed my shovel was across <laughs> the street. If my snow in my my plastic snow shovel had blown across the street. It's windy out there. So it is really, really windy out there. I'm going to start with some stuff happening at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition. There was another Chase the Ace draw uh, last night and 42 cards now. 42 cards remaining in that deck and the jackpot is getting serious like we could see a jackpot at $60,000 for February the 1st so get your tickets at www.lloydx.com they're just $10 you can subscribe and uh, they'll just roll that over for you and then when it really starts getting up there if you want to increase your odds you can uh, do so by buying a few more tickets as well. I'm going to keep going with the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition because it was there yesterday for their Everything Equine announcement. They have announced that Everything Equine is back April 14th to 16th, and they had an announcement of a special guest coming to Lloyd Minster. Amberly Schneider is coming to Lloyd Minster. Now, I'm not real familiar with Amberly Schneider. I do know a little bit, but I haven't watched the movie. She is the focus of the 2019 Netflix movie Walk ride rodeo so she's in a wheelchair after uh, 
vehicle accident, but uh, she's going to share how she gets mentally prepared to compete, even being in this uh, wheelchair. So watch the Lloyd X website, www.lloydx, for more information. And uh, that's going to be a special day because there is going to be a meet and greet, and she's going to be uh, doing some sessions as well. That's April 14th to 16th, so more information is just around the corner. But AgriVisions, Maria, is getting closer than that. It is. AgriVision is back at the Lloydminster Exhibition February 8th and 9th. And it's a two-day interactive information event that features a trade show, seminars, a Heart of the Farm banquet honoring Roger Lundquist and featuring keynote speaker, and I want to get this right, Quick Dick McDick. Really? He's very popular, Maria. <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> and tickets are available, as always, at eventbrite.ca. Lloydminster Learning Council hosting an event for families at the Lloydminster Public Library this Friday from 10 to 8 p.m. for Family Literacy Day. You can stop in anytime for a story walk. There's postcard coloring contests and a whole lot more. And it is free at the Lloydminster Public Library with some great prizes as well. And the Lloydminster Kinsmen will hold their Telemiracle Steak Night, Steak Night, back at the Lloydminster Exhibition on February fourth. Call Matt at five eight seven two one seven five zero six seven for tickets, and Matt Reed and Leanne Melanchenko will join us Saturday at the new Lloydminster Nissan. So that'll be good. Absolutely, that is an event that I get to MC this year. Oh yeah, and good. I had I had told them like I can MC, but I might have to leave early because our plane leaves the next day for Mexico. Well, then we our hope plane it got leaves. Oh, okay. Then it got canceled right. out of Saskatoon. Now we're going March the fifth. And so, you could uh, have gotten in on that yesterday for... I think I think it actually is still till noon today. Oh, it is, hey? I, oh, I think so. I, they they gave Jerry like 48 hours. Yeah. They're like, you, this is, but be, we're keeping the price of this, but only for a short time. Because we booked so early. Yeah. Like, we booked before you knew travel was going to be insane, and everybody was going to be, want, well... I mean, I guess we knew we kind of knew that. That's why I booked oh, ahead of time. We got yeah. some great prices. So your birthday could be like you could have people on there that you don't even know, but like we're here for Kurt's birthday. Most of the people, I think I know 100% of the people going right. right at this point. But you put it on Facebook yesterday. But I put it on Facebook, and I would love to have like that's the great thing. I, I mean, a lot of the people that I know in Lloyd, I met on that trip. Like a lot of my really really good close friends. I met on that trip. Well, just so you know, I did look at my calendar, and I thought, you know, March 5th to the 12th. Oh, Maria, you'd fit right in. Uh, I know I would. I'd have you a great would. time. Absolutely. Actually, Spiro would as well. Well, happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> you're coming you're, to Mexico. You're going to Mexico, March 5th to 12th. <laughs> We're going to Alaska. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's north of Alaska. No, I, I don't know my directions. <laughs> The Lloydminster Runners present Winter Runderland January 28th, Lloydminster's first winter race. You can run a 5 or a 10K at Bud Miller Park. There'll be warm-up stations, and what they mean by that is some hot drinks at the warm-up stations. You get registered at LloydminsterRunners.com. All I can think about when I hear the hot uh, warm up is that uh, episode of Seinfeld where they're running the marathon and uh, the runner accidentally gets a hot scalding coffee and he <laughs> throws it in his throws it in his face. Uh, put this on your calendar. The City of Lloyd Mister's Winter Fest is Monday, February twentieth, from ten to three, with events throughout the city and throughout the uh, day. Lloydminster.ca/slash/winterfest. And what they're going to do is they're going to uh, have all the events go 
rain or shine that are inside, well, rain or shine, you know, cold or not as cold. We'll put it that way. And anything that's outside, they'll evaluate uh, that day. Now, Lloydminster Sexual Assault Center is a Night of the Stars gala. It's February 11th at the WLS Stockade Convention Center. And the Lloydminster Sexual Assault Center is celebrating 40 years of service in Lloydminster and surrounding area. Heather Sinfield joined us on Tuesday to talk about this. And she was saying that they need to raise $450,000 to save their building because the structure is crumbling. So the base of their building, the foundation is crumbling and they need to fix that. And a lot of people have asked, why not just move? The reason they don't want to move is because they've put so much work into that Mm -hmm. building. They've been there for... 20 years of their 40-year existence. They've had special paintings done. They have their Little Bear program. They have a room set up specifically for the kids that are affected by this. And so they don't want to have to move because they have the building they like. They have it laid out the way that it's welcoming for survivors of sexual uh, assault. And so what they're going to do is they're going to hold this gala and tickets are available, but they only have a few left. So for tickets, email reception at lsas.ca. It's going to be a really, really great night. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing some spotting for the auctioneer and stuff like that. But it's it's going to be be a a great night and it's going to be an important night to raise some funds for the Lloydminster Sexual Assault Services celebrating 40 years of service in Lloydminster, which is really, really impressive. Well, we're here at Spiro's. It's one of the restaurants supporting Big Brothers and Big Sisters on National Pizza Day on February the 9th. A number of restaurants are donating $1 from every pizza sold to Big Brothers, Big Sisters on February the 9th. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Spiro's going to talk about 80 years most of that spent here in Lloydminster, and we'll also get some insights into uh, Spiro's every day from his granddaughter and daughter when we come back here at Spiro's, a just a wonderful, wonderful restaurant and gathering place here in Lloydminster. Hi, I'm Jeremy Wagner, General Manager of the new Lloydminster Nissan. You're probably wondering and some have asked, why is it still the new Lloydminster Nissan? Quite simply, we're excited to bring things forward that we consider new to a car dealership. We're proud to support the community through a -a one-of-a-kind live broadcast with Kurt Price that focuses on events, people, and issues that concern our community. We're proud to work with other businesses to promote local agriculture, our heavy oil industry, and entrepreneurs. We give back to the community through sponsorships and our employees are encouraged to and excited to volunteer and help in the community. We're the proud new sponsors of the CPCA's Chuck Wagon Finals and the CPCA Pro Tour. And of course, we're always excited for our lineup of new Nissan vehicles with great new features and our new to you lineup is just as impressive. We're proud to be the new Lloydminster Nissan. We'll keep looking for new ways to help our customers in our community and very soon announce plans for our new location. At the new Lloydminster Nissan, we won't sell you a car, we'll help you buy one. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today.
How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. Welcome inside Spiro's Lloyd Minster as we celebrate Spiro's 80th birthday today. And uh, that's not the only birthday today. Maria is also celebrating her 80th bir birthday. <laughs> It is not my 80th birthday. It's my 52nd birthday. Oh, she's proud. I, I yeah. love how she's proud of it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of ladies don't uh, like oh, no. to say their age. For example, Eleni, do you want to share with us your age? I'll be 29 for real. Actually 29 <laughs> in five, six days. Uh, on the 1st of February, which I, she shares with my mom, February mm -hmm. 1st, I, who will also be 29. I yeah. can't tell if you're telling me the truth. No, I'm it? actually serious. Oh, you are. It's not just a 29 thing. No, I'm actually okay, turning yeah, 29. Right, okay. Yeah. But next year, she's 30. But I'm excited to be 30. That's but a, it's not about me today. And I could quickly make it about me. So let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Papu and mom, the birthday folks. Well, I, I, that's kind of neat that, you know, your family is all, like, like shared really close like that. Yeah. Like, because you have the birthdays together. You have the same, like, mm -hmm. who's the odd duck out? My sister, well, Zoe. Well Zoe. It was well planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, moving along. Spiro, 80 years old today, 80 years young, as they say. Um, if anybody walks around Spiro's restaurant, they will, or, or anybody comes to Spiro's restaurant, they'll see you walking around visiting uh, tables. Um, they might not guess that you're 80 years old. But I asked you this when I got in this morning. Do you plan to uh, retire, or are you going to keep... Uh, you're going to keep doing this for quite a while yet. I'll keep on doing it as long as uh, Maria, the boss, <laughs> lets me do it. No pressure. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, 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 I know you like to travel. I know, you know, that you have a lot of faith. And there's other things you could, you could do. What, what keeps you coming into the restaurant every day? There is something that the inside of me that uh, I want to be with people. Yeah, many people just stay, you know stay home, watch TV, and they die young. I just don't want to die young. I want to die among the people that I love. Or driving a truck. Or driving my Oh, please yeah. don't die driving a truck. truck. Oh, my. That puts other people at risk of dying young. Well, he's, he's in a dumpster or two. Oh, yeah. or <laughs> give or take. That's true. Yeah. Do you know, though, I will say, if I could just add a little bit to that. When COVID happened, which was two years ago, I mean, we had a choice to, to make... Almost three. Almost three, thank the Lord. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were keeping their seniors at home. You know, and um, and I would kind of say that's a bit of a shut in world for a lot of these people that were, you know, in their 70s and 80s. It was like, you need to stay home. We need to protect you. And so we we sort of as a family, well, we locked my dad in the restaurant. I didn't want him to go grocery shopping. I didn't want him to do any deliveries. But, you know, he got to be here. And and that I will say I don't want to say it added to his life, but it maintained 
you know, his sort of path, like his age. It didn't age him. He didn't lose touch with the customers. He didn't lose touch with the suppliers that we deal with. He still got to be here, and, and you know, and he always says, you know, just... I just want to smell the red, you know, smell the air. You Some know? people smell the roses. Papu yeah, likes to he smell likes to the oil. Come in, you know. He comes back from Greece in the summer, and he just like, takes solace in the in the pizza oven being turned on, and you know, knowing that you know he's back home where he belongs, and he and he loves it here. And you know, years ago, I wanted, I always said, Dad, Mom, Dad, you have to retire. You have to retire. You can't be here. And you know, you just get to the point, like, well, number one, I don't want to fight with them. They're they're 80 and 76 now, or soon to be 76. Like, just let them do what they want to do and be involved in the in the business that they started. They started this business. His name is on the sign. You know, not for long. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, Spiro, I wanted to because you and I have talked on this program about you coming to Canada, mm-hmm. about your love for Canada. But we've never really talked about your love for Lloyd Minster. And the other thing I, w- I wondered about is because you're, you, know, you worked as a tailor in Greece. Yes. And then you came to Canada. What was it about the restaurant? What was it about this industry? Like, you didn't just stumble onto a magic sauce here. You, you obviously had some ideas about what you wanted to, about Greek food, obviously. But what got you started in the restaurant business? What was it that got you started? The with, the, with, the, with, with was it really? Yeah, I, when I came from Greece, of course I never spoke a word of English, and the first thing that uh, you get in is in the kitchen, but not behind the stove, in the dishwashing, and, and that's where I started the washing dishes, and then opportunity came and I. They put me in the front to do the cooking little by little. And uh, <clears throat> and that's how I started in, Lloyd, in Saskatoon in 1959 when I came to Canada. Was it you or your brother who moved to Lloydminster first? Who moved to Lloydminster no, first? No, we all three of us moved here. With the idea of opening up the ranchero, there was there was the ranchero restaurant opportunity that uh, was opening up, and uh, so my brother Jim, who passed away about uh, four years after we were here, you know, he says there is an opportunity, law minister, and uh, I said, yeah. We go and we went. We came, him and I, to to see it. And then, uh, meanwhile, my younger brother Bill came to Canada. It was about the same time, and so we liked it. It was a good opportunity, and we started working at the Shell Ranchero Restaurant in Lloyd Minister. You didn't own it. You I mean, did, did you own it, or you just worked there? No, no, no. We we lease it. Okay. Yeah, we lease it, and uh, you know, I worked there for a while. You know, for about seven, eight years, and then we. Uh, meanwhile, my brother Jim passed away, and then we sold the place, 
and we went downtown where Cliff Rose is now. And there was uh, a little bit of uh, pride in me. <laughs> I wanted to be the best restaurant in town. And we did. We made the best restaurant in, time, in town. But it wasn't the right time. The economy was bad. The interest rate went as high as uh, 24%. It's hard to believe it, but in 1984. No. Hmm? No. Yeah, 1984, we lost it. 82, we lost it. 82, we lost it. And uh, now, there were uh, positions as a cook in town, but uh, I was overqualified as far as they told me. And uh, I had lost the will to live. And uh, we lost the business, the building, and the house all along. The house was taken by the bank, but we never moved out. And we, uh, I went to pay the rent to the bank, uh, credit union, and Peter Gulag, he passed away since then, and he called me over. He says, do you want a business? I said, Peter, I said, with what? With buttons? You know, he kind of laughed. He says, uh, eh, no. Uh, and uh, then I saw he was serious about it. I said, which one? He says, right across the street. It used to be a little place that used to be called Morse Place. Monday had it. And he had left it the bank, but the bank never shut it down. They were operating with one person. I want to look at it. To me, it looked the best. So I went back and I, uh, I told, uh, I said, how much he wants? He says he wants $30,000. I said, I'll give him fifteen. Now, I don't have uh, money, but I was dickering. <laughs> and then he says, uh, I'll tell you tomorrow. So the next day I went back, and he says he will take 20. I said, okay. And then he gave me two more thousand dollars to buy a couple of things. And but, we, Dad, where did he give you the money from? From his own pocket, not the bank. Mm -hmm. Of course, so one of you go broke, the bank does not touch you. And he, you know, gave me the money. He said, whenever you can pay back. So then we started, my wife, myself, and one girl part-time we had. And that's how we started in 1984. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And... Uh, <clears throat> And it was called Spiro's then? No, we called it the Lighthouse. Right, right. The Lighthouse Restaurant. And now, and that was at that time in 1984. Don't ask me why, but I got this idea. I was with a little blender. I started making, experimenting. I would make... Uh, 
something. I had my wife testing it. And we didn't know whether we'll end up. And uh, I said, what do you think of it? He says, no. It doesn't taste good. No. And then, like, like often you would do this, or? Every day. Every day, OK. For, the two, for two years, I kept going, trying and trying. And then finally, now I was marking down what I was putting in. So finally, she says, yep, it tastes good. So then we start making the sauce, what we have today. What year was that, Spear? In 1980, well, I would say 1986. Okay. And, uh, and that's how we started the sauce here. And uh, now, but we didn't do very, very, you know, like, uh, I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. Yeah, I don't remember it really being used actually too much in the lighthouse. It was more when we we went to Spiro's down in, by uh, the 7-Eleven yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you started putting it on potatoes first, or? Well. Yeah, we had the sauce, and I think we had maybe the, the chicken lemonado, and yeah. we had the ribs, but we, we didn't really put, like, we didn't really have it on this goes on this and yeah. this goes on this. We didn't have it. No. And then, of course, we started putting it on the <coughs> ribs, the dry ribs, but at that time, the ribs weren't floured. How did you go from the lighthouse to Spiro's on 50th? In 1988? In 1988, 1989. I went to pay the rent for the house. And he called me again over and said, you want your house back? I said, Peter, I said, I don't have any money to, you know, to buy the house back. Where were you living at that time, Spirit? We were living in the house. But you were paying rent. But they we took were paying, it. That's yeah, right. to the bank. Yeah, we were paying rent to the bank. And I said, oh, he says, well, he says, uh, don't worry about the money. So he says, from now on, uh, the rent of $700 that you're paying a month will turn it into a down payment. When you end up with $5,000 to the good, then we'll turn it over to you, which was about seven months. And... Uh, but he says one thing, he says, but if you miss a payment, then really the deal is off. So every month we'll pay the rent. And then uh, seven months later, he turned the house back to us. That's something that, you know, you don't see nowadays. No. no. You go broke. How, how stressed were you? Like, you, you, you know, you want your house back. Yeah. But then somebody says, you missed one payment. Yeah. How stressed were you at that time? I wasn't, 
remember, I was stressful before, but when he started it, give me the, gave me the restaurant, and we started. Uh, the opportunity yes. was The opportunity was there. Yeah. I was okay. But there's another thing now. Meanwhile, while we were at the lighthouse, uh, Cliff Rose, I heard that uh, it was going to be a, uh, a clothing store. Right. So I was passing by. I saw it open. I went in. I, said, I introduced myself. And I, I said, yeah, I'm Cliff Rose. And, um, and we bought the, the place. Meanwhile, there was some people trying to make it as a restaurant, but they never succeeded. So I said, what are you going to do with the equipment? He says, uh, well, he says, you want to sell them? You want to buy them? I said, yeah. So we had paid for the equipment, tables, chairs, stoves, fridge, all that. We had paid some a good $150,000 at that time. And uh, I said, yeah. And then he said, I'll let you know in a couple of days. So he talked to his partner. And then two days uh, later, I went back and he says, we won $25,000. I said, that's a good, uh, a good opportunity. So I bought all the equipment. I filled up the garage, double car garage and uh, then the, the opportunity came to the 7-Eleven, and I used part of the equipment. There was a certain amount of equipment we gave it to a church in uh, Loon Lake. Uh, we sold some equipment, and we got our money back, $25,000. And we still had enough equipment to start the seven, you know, the seven eleven, uh, you know, and that was the time. I don't remember what I was gonna call it, but it was my wife, Tina, that uh, she said, "Why are you embarrassed to put your name?" I said, "No, but I never thought." She said, "That's gonna be Spiros Restaurant." Spiros Steak and Pizza. Yeah, Spiros Steak and Pizza. Yeah, and I said, "Okay." So we named it Spirit Steak and Pizza, and still stands to this day. No, nope. now? No. It's Spiro's. Yeah, well, there's another story to that. <laughs> anyway, right. and, and, that, and then about two years later, we expanded another bay. And then opportunity came and we expanded another bay wait, and wait, another wait. bay. Can you tell a story about how you got two-for-one pizza? Yeah. That's a good one. In this building, in, in Spiro's Steak and Pizza. Well, there was, there was the family pizza was gonna come. Right across. Mm -hmm. well, it did eventually. It did come. But we were there later. first. Yeah, but, and I heard that they had two for one pizza. I said, oh no. You know, if they're gonna come, we were selling some pizzas, but, if they come, then they're going to shut us down. So then uh, 
we decided, we said, okay, we'll put two for one pizza. And we put the two for one pizza, not for uh, all the time, but as a special. And there was a line up all the way up to 7 Eleven. Our phone was, we had this little push button phone. Yeah. And that phone rang and rang and rang, and it wouldn't stop ringing. And we, we ended up, I remember, having to take it off the hook. It was like, so stop. I felt like a goalie in the net, you know, just turn the net right around. <laughs> but, I mean, Dad had us, we were, yeah, I mean, we were in high school. Well, we were out of high school, I guess. But, he, you know, my brother, John, was part of, you know, working out the equation for how to price these pizzas. Yeah, yeah. And Didn't someone call a family pizza in <clears throat> probably and find out what like they made like a fake order. Our to research find out. <laughs> how much it would cost. Yeah, yeah, just to be like, how much is it for this? How much is it for this? And then they figured it out, and then they they're like, okay, thank you. That was probably my brother. And then but, you know we and then we made these menus, and then we we blanketed well as much as we could. We. You know, mailboxes and you know. That's what you guys did for advertising. We did. Yeah, we and made we our put it only from the from a co-op and the, this way. Where we could our area, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we we didn't think Eleni was not in the picture at that point. <laughs> Neither was the internet. So so we just did it ourselves. And I I'm like I often think back to how we excuse me how we started and where we you know really where we came from. And uh, I'm telling you, I just remember that phone, and it was—it had the weirdest little sound, la, 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 la. and uh, <laughs> and I actually sleep. hear it in my sleep. <laughs> and uh, I I remember, and it was it was sitting on the ice cream machine, Dad. He didn't yeah. have it mounted on any wall. It was just sitting on the ice cream machines. <laughs> Somebody get the phone, and we would write the order down, and we'd take the phone. And I mean, not nobody wanted to take the stupid phone because we were like getting killed. Anyway, so we took it off the hook and we laid it down. It was like, we need okay, to catch up. We, we win. Catch up. You win. Yeah. You win, Lloyd Minster. White flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there, and then you guys at that same location introduced 10% pickup and 10% off the pickup. 10% off yeah. pickup. And then you were one Which of the you still first. have today. Yeah. Well, we, when we moved here, I think we got rid of it because we were just. Well, our like takeout that. was so busy when we got here, and we were we felt like we were neglecting our customers, our in-house customers. Because right. here's this huge transformation from from the Seven Eleven Mall to this big restaurant. It was unmanageable, and it was like two yeah. businesses, and we were just not able to cope. So we took out delivery. Actually, we took out delivery. We took off. We took out ten percent off. Yeah. And then one day, we were like. And you know what's so funny? I, as a child, I still remember the delivery drivers that we had at the old <laughs> restaurant, and I still see them sometimes. And I'm just like, "Do you want to deliver? Like, run off your feet for a long time? Like, I mean, yeah, they deliver. Like, it was we yeah. were so busy. Anyways, I just remember like we were talking, and it was like, why don't we bring back delivery? And it was just like, oh god, the thought of it. <laughs> I don't but but we did, and, and and like I I love that we have, and we delivery. Offered, we had a four dollar delivery fee, and then we kept like when we brought it back here, we did we kept the four dollar delivery, but we had no ten percent off pizza or pickup, and then during COVID, we just we re- took it back to the bare bones. That's when it came back. We reintroduced totally. 
free delivery, or no, oh God, Eleni, we reintroduced 10% off pickup because mm -hmm. that was at essentially our bread and butter for a long time or yep. six months. And then we started with free delivery. And, and you know what? It was like this, this, like you've explained it. It's like, I have no idea. I have no idea. But then it's like, it's the feather has landed yeah. exactly okay. where it should be. Okay. I remember ordering pizza from Spiro's. And Spiro delivered it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, to me, I think that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How did you have the time to deliver? Like, I, used to I remember over the door and it's Spiro. He yeah. used to be the key delivery driver. Yeah. 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 It was him. And then I remember two other gentlemen that would deliver often. Too. But now we only send him out when there's an issue or an there's emergency. a problem. We say, I'll say, dad, dad, come here, get your coat on. You got to go on a delivery. He'll say, uh oh. What happened? And so I and I just need him to tilt his head to the side because he always has this I'm sorry. <laughs> and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hit an eighty year old. <laughs> so if you open the door at a delivery and Spiro stand there, you're like Uh oh, uh -oh. I didn't get something here or <laughs> Yeah, I can't be mad at this guy. I can't yeah, be yeah. mad at this fella. But yeah. did you enjoy doing that? You you liked I being loved the delivery it. guy? I loved Yeah. Again, I say, you know, like, the biggest thing for me was and is mm -hmm. to this day that uh, interacting with the people. Very much. You know, and going delivering the pizza, it wasn't so much that I got a delivery charge. It was as much that I met the person. Connection, right? The connection mm -hmm. that I, yeah. you know, and... And I still have it to this day. You know, there's certain things sometimes uh, in a person's life that uh, you can never explain. And that's one of them for me. Were you guys busier doing delivery than you were in the restaurant? Is well, that why you thought? It's the takeout. Should... The takeout was, if you've seen our kitchen, it's one big, long line. Yeah. And, and what really it became was two businesses... Out of yeah. one under one roof, and we just here or at here, here here it became yeah. two businesses. What was it like when you were at the? Oh, over there was oh, wild. It was wild. It was not, uh, you know, it was a little kitchen. I remember, yeah. we started with a little place, mm -hmm. twenty-five people, and of course the the kitchen itself never grew. It uh, has to much. Yeah, I delivered you groceries know, there. It was a small kitchen. Yeah. It was little. Yeah. When I was teaching. And we never expanded. No. We never expanded the kitchen. Yeah. We expanded the restaurant, 135 people, but we, we expanded never... it. You expanded it twice. Yeah. And the kitchen. Three times. Well, well, the first and then bay one. Yeah, and there, there was the original. Then yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. Oh, right, the banquet room. Right. 17A. Yeah. 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 The pillar room, but yeah. yeah, that we had our Christmas party there one year. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that was you had a kitchen for twenty-five people capacity yeah. for a hundred and yeah, and that place was crazy busy. I felt like all the time. Yeah, like we for some reason we always delivered groceries to your guys' yeah. restaurant at noon. Yeah, you did, but like, we were we always really, happy to have you at noon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. most we, places would throw us out. You guys yeah. didn't. No. You, you well, we were just, probably like, what do you got there? We well, need that. Well, you pretty much gave us the keys. Just, yeah. you know, that goes in the freezer. Yeah. This goes here, and we know where to put everything. Yeah. And stuff like that, which is appreciated because we needed something to do over the lunch hour. Somebody mm -hmm. needed to, to have. Okay, so the, the equipment that you had in 
the 7-Eleven location. Yeah. We'll call it the 7-Eleven location. Did you bring that with you or buy all new equipment when you came over here? No, we buy here, this thing. was all brand new equipment. Now, those equipment, at the end, I sold them all. I gave them away, I sold them, and uh, we got our money back. That was not the issue. But here was all brand new equipment. Now, I don't know if we, you know, to mention how we started here. This is another, uh, uh, might call it. You kind of fell into it? And not, well, yes and no. <laughs> we were approached. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But Bill Musgrave, you know, I have told you the story. Bill Musgrave approached me that time. You know, and you never know how to take that guy. And he says, you know, experiences, I want you to build me a restaurant on my parking lot. You know, at that time I was uh, approaching 65. And I started, you know, I kind of laughed. No, I wasn't, didn't know what I was going to do. So it's just a regular day, Bill comes in and says, hey, yeah. I got this idea. He was having dinner here. He okay. was having dinner in that place. Yeah. And he, you know, of course, I went and I talked to him and I sat down with him. And he says, you know, Spirit says, in exactly this, this way, I want you to build me a restaurant on my parking lot. Now, this place was just a, the sports center and the hotel. From here on, it was about, I would say about a good two blocks for sure. It was nothing. Mm -hmm. It was a farm. And uh, I kind of laughed. I said, well, you want me to build it? And you own it? And I, you want me to build it and you lease it? I will do it. You want to build it and you own it, but I want you there. Then I realized he meant business. And uh, so I told Maria, this and this, Bill told me. What do you think, Maria? No, Maria said something that I have never forgotten to this day. I don't know if she remembers well, of course, what she said. You know, and... Uh, he says, Dad, I want it. But she says something else, but not without you in it. See, I was already in the business at that point because I, I got onto the business I got into the business at at the first Spiros location. Yeah. And and out of my mouth at the first Spiros location, I had two kids this age. My kids were little. And dad was going to be turning 65 years old, and we didn't really, he didn't have a plan in place, like, what are you going to do? You know, and I wanted to be a teacher, and, and um, you know, I remember he was rolling dough for pizzas, and I was leaning against the counter, always doing nothing, too, by the way. I'm always doing nothing. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always leaning and putting the phone on hold. Um, anyway, and, I, and Dad was talking about having to, well, I guess I'll just close it down because what am I going to do? And I just said, and out of my mouth at that point was, I'll take it. I'll do it. And I think I've told you that on your show before. I'll take it. I'll do it. And I mean, I had no clue how to do anything, let alone, you know, 
just run a restaurant and how am I supposed to do that? And, and I mean, I kind of was begging him like, well, you can groom me, you can teach me. I'll, you know, and I, and I was married at the time and I, and I hadn't had a conversation with my ex, you know, with the, with the husband at home. I hadn't had a conversation with anybody. It was just like, I'm going to run the restaurant. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to take it over. And I mean, whether you believed in me or not, I don't know. Obviously, you had a little bit of faith in me because here we are. But, um, you know, so from then on, like I was in, right? So when we came here, or when the opportunity arose to come here, it was on good advice by by uh, people that were in our business lives, like our accountant felt like it would be a very good move for us to stop renting or stop, stop leasing. And so the, the, um, the sort of the fairy dust had already sort of been sprinkled a little bit where it was to say, you probably should start looking for, you know, A, B, C, D, and E, because if you're going to be in this business past his 65th birthday, you, you can't be here. And so when he, when Mr. Musgrave, you know, approached dad, I mean, it was like, it, it wasn't like a joke. It was, you a know, light went I, off. a light went off it, and it was like, okay, maybe this is, but what our thing was, you know, and I still remember because he brought us, he picked us up in his suburban. Bill always had a suburban. He picked us up from there in his suburban. It was one o'clock on a Thursday and he brought us to the hotel and, you know, he, he had the plans for the restaurant already drawn up and he opened up the curtains in, in the second floor in this little room or whatever, you open the plans up and we all looked at these plans. And, and I remember saying, I mean, you know, well, I don't want a lounge. I don't want to have, you know, it was like a sort of a Kelsey setup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't want a bar in there. And I, and I was already thinking of, yeah, I, I want that. But like, I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it without dad. Like, my mom, yeah, she can retire because I didn't want to lock my mom into another 15, 20 years of work. My mom at that point was like, eh, I don't know. But I didn't feel like he was done. I knew he wasn't done, and so I was like, well, I I need you. Like, I can't do this by myself. And honestly, Kurt, um, what, what we have gone through... Uh, I mean, we had an amazing start. We had a, we had some bumps. I mean, not restauranting is not without bumps in the road. But I will tell you, when COVID hit Lloyd Minster, had I not my parents by my side, I am not sure we'd be here today. Why do you think it is Spiros has done so well when so when so many restaurants don't? Because like what, what we, is the special? Because first of all, we're we are hard workers, and we're a family. And our family, Eleni included, our family sat down one day when this happened and we walked into it together. And we said, we're going to make this a go. We don't know what this looks like, but we're, number one, we're not going to lock our members in the Manhattan and say, this is where you stay, we'll deliver food to you. It was, we're going to need, Dad, I'm going to need you. I don't know what it looks like, but we are all going to do this together. We're all going to go down with this ship, or we're all going to thrive. And we thrived as a family. 
But you you were thriving before COVID. We were. I mean, this was the like, and I, I like I want to ask Eleni about this because it seemed to me like all of a sudden Spiros was everywhere. The marketing was that a was little her. more crisp. The yeah. like we heard we like I remember hearing Spiro on the radio, and you know we we would have writers in other communities going, that guy's not a singer. Why is he singing this jingle? <laughs> because everybody knows Spiro. Who's Spiro? Whose idea? What like what? Well, Papu loves a good jingle, and don't rob him of that. He's, yeah, he's written his own jingles. But but, why, but what what made you say, hey, we can take this to the next level here? I think it honestly, like, I think it's a generational thing. Um, part of it is the fact that I just, I think times have just dramatically changed since the 90s when my mom was, and like blanketing the you city. You just couldn't rely on word of mouth anymore. Well, word of mouth just looks different. Like, r- word of mouth is like Lloydminster Rant and Rave. Lloyd, you know, yes. it's Facebook. Word yeah. of mouth isn't like, hey, man, I right. went out and took my wife out for dinner the other night. It was great. Like, of course that still happens, but that's not the end-all, be-all of word of mouth, you know? Like, you have to rely on people sharing pictures on Instagram, on a story. You have to rely on, like, little things like that. And it was just like, I am a stage five millennial slash Gen Z. I'm, like, right at the tip of almost being a Gen Z. See, I'm really 29. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that for me, by the way. No offense, like, sorry to bring you Gen Zs into the chat. You're just a whole thing. Just a little privilege um, sometimes. And I am also a consumer. And I also have the ability, unlike maybe my mom and unlike Papu and Yaya, I like to go out on to the city for a weekend and go eat out at restaurants. I like to see how they do things. And I'm talking, like, food-wise, but also marketing. Like, I'm just like yo, I saw this restaurant on Instagram in Edmonton and I want to go try it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have that here, you know? So I was just like, oh, man, why are we not on the map for things like, yeah, Instagram and sorry, Gen Z's again, but it's just like, yeah. you guys need to be told where to go eat by some influencer. I was just like, we need to get on that bandwagon whether we like it or not. Like, that's just the way things are going. So I just started with what I figured out and what I knew and as a consumer. I just started with that. And I was like, oh, these people are making me laugh. Like, there's people that are doing, like, funny things on the internet. And I, it's great. And it made me feel joy and it made me happy. And I, like, I want to emulate that through our business. So, like, let's do that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. But, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense from where you've, you know, from where you've come. But you have a good base, too. You have a, a, your grandpa here who Mm -hmm. is cooking turkeys at Thanksgiving for people who... Otherwise, for don't 30, have anybody to spend for thirty years. Mm-hmm. For thirty years, exactly. Now mm-hmm. you recently got a Queen's Golden, uh, Queen's yes. Platinum Jubilee medal. I should know what it was, but uh, what? So did, did you? So did I. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. So did I, and it was. You know what made it special is there was people there who got that medal that I was sitting beside. Mm. Vic Juba was on this side. Mm. Stephanie Monroe was on this side. That's another. Lady yeah. that I really admire. Oh in yeah, community. she's amazing. And then you were sitting on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's going through your mind as the as the mayor's handing you this from the province of Saskatchewan, which you guys have won numerous awards from, mm-hmm. been recognized in the House of Commons in Saskatchewan. But as he's saying this from the province of Saskatchewan, and for me it was even more so the city of Lloydminster. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? It's very hard to 
to put it into words. You know, when you sit there and now to say, well, I deserve it. You know, it's not something that, you know, it goes through your mind or uh, anything like that. It's just I was appreciative that I was recognized by the city. Now, I believe that it was the city doing it. Yeah. You know, and pretty well, that, that, that's all that was going through my mind. I can't say that, you know, it's a CME. You know, no. It never did pass my mind. I didn't even know, really, what was all this about until, you know, Maria told me, said, Dad, you're going to go and, you know, you have, you're going to receive a reward, an award. And uh, we went to the city hall. Well, passing by, but I said, why don't you stop here? This is where, you know, I thought it was just me and the mayor. I didn't know that was going to be anything big. So, and then we went there, yeah. Yeah. What do you want for your 80th birthday? What do you ask for, for your 80 now? What do you, I mean, physical, you want a trip? What would you like? Well, I already got the trip to Alaska. She sent me to Alaska one way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tina? Tina got you a one-way trip? Who got you the trip oh, yeah. to Alaska? Maria. <laughs> okay, Maria. After okay. mom was like, Dad, I need you. Yeah, I need you, you need here. To stay. She's yeah. like, Tuk. Well, she did mention 15 years, and he was 65. Uh, that's so. true. <laughs> yeah. That's true, yeah. And, uh, no, uh, you know, Kurt, I... There isn't much that I need to say that uh, I need this and I need this. I need to go. You know, I did all my traveling. The only one that I ever needed. And I had talked to, with my wife, you know. You know, I like to go to Alaska. No, don't ask me why. And, of course, Maria heard it and she said, I'll send him to Alaska. And I appreciate that, you know, and I, you know, that I can say that that will be my, maybe my last trip. Not that I'm going to die, but like I don't have any, any desire to say, well, I like to go to Hawaii. I've been there. I want to go to Jamaica. I've been there. So really to say there isn't anything that I, it's just a, now, the biggest thing right now is that, and, and I will take a picture uh, with all my family. They're all coming for my birthday. They come, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Vancouver, you name it. Australia. Australia. <laughs> so we have, you know, I have lost count, but you know, I said, you know, I want a picture with all my family there. And that's the, something that uh, I want to have. When you got your Platinum Jubilee medal, Tina was right there by your side. Yeah. And you guys posted on your page the picture of you two together. Can you tell me about Tina? and about the love affair that you have with your wife? 
You know, love affairs do not happen that you see, oh, ah, there's a girl there. Oh, you know, and I'm going to marry her. No, you see, me and Tina, we didn't know each other when we got married. It was an arranged marriage. Uh, she was in Greece, I was here. I was 22, 21 at that time, and then she was 15. No, pardon me, 17. And my father made a proposal to her father, you know, for us to get married. And she said, yeah. And, and I said, yeah. You know, so really, and that's another story on its own, but uh, but then we got married. The first time I met her was when she came. You were all for it. You were, you, yeah. this was going to happen. You yeah. weren't like resisting yeah. it. Like I met her at the airport <coughs> in Saskatoon. And when she came for the purpose to get married, we had 40 days to get married. And we got married. Now, to say that, you know, it was a love affair, no. We had our ups and downs, just like any other marriage. Has. Probably more downs than ups for a little while there. Yes, <laughs> Getting to know yes, each other. yeah, until we got to know each other. And there's uh, other people who were involved in it, uh, trying to, not to boss us, but, you know, trying to, you know, to tell us how it should be and all that. But now, 57 years later, 58 years later, we're still together, we still love each other. You know, love grew with the years. It wasn't in the beginning, but it grew. And now, at, at our age, you know, I, I can say something that we never go to bed without kissing each other. I never leave home in the morning to come here without kissing each other. You know, I say, well, is that a, what a kind of a sign is that? You know what? That's the only sign that I can tell you is that this is a sign of love and respect after 58 years. 50? Yeah, 58 mm -hmm. years, yeah. So you love this business? I, I love the business and I, you know what? You love the, your family, you the, love your country? Yeah, the, you see, uh, first of all, you know, anybody that tells me, you know, oh, too cold out. I said, listen, this is the best country in the world. And I mean it. It isn't something that I say, you know, oh, I'm just trying to, to get points. No. This is the best country in the world. We have, from every nationality, is here. And, and I say that I love this country from the bottom of my heart. 
now, um, above all, because of the business we're in, now if I was, a, if we didn't have the restaurant, I say, well, I would never been in contact with as many people as I am now. But sometimes I might sit down in the kitchen and I have Maria would say, you know, if there are people in the front, she said, Dad, your people are out there. You know, and I take off and I come and I go and I talk to the people. And I love to associate with the little kids. I don't care. Would be boys, girls, you know, I like associate. I bypass the parents and I talk to the little ones. And the people, they love it. And what are you making for them? What's your most recent craft? Yeah, I make airplanes. I've had one land on my table here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it used to be glockenspiels. And this is a much quieter hobby. Actually, <laughs> what's yeah. a glockenspiel? Like a xylophone. Actually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah. I for a while I was making xylophones, and I had given, you know, about over two hundred of them. It's a know, labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. they, but they were, uh, you know, they were uh, keeping the tune. They, well, there's there's one little girl that you were telling me about from the old restaurant. The old restaurant. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. There was this little girl who would come with her mom and dad. And now there is a sidewalk about this high outside. The, and outside the door. And I will take her hand when they were leaving. And, you know, I said, let's jump the sidewalk. So we just jumped the sidewalk. She must have been up, I don't know, four, five years old, and jumped the sidewalk. And she was always looking to come to the restaurant to jump the sidewalk. A years went by, and uh, we sold the place. We came here, and one day I knew the I knew the grandpa very well, and he comes with this young lady. 18, 20, and uh, you know, and I went like usual. I would say, Hi, how are you? and all that. And uh, he said, Do you know this young lady? I said, No. He says, This is the little girl that you used to jump with the sidewalk. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, do you remember that? And she says, yep. I have never forgotten that. I was jumping the sidewalk with you. Aw. Yeah. I'm glad you don't jump the sidewalk now. But. <laughs> You've kind of become a, a celebrity in Lloyd. You know, you're recognizable when you walk into a supermarket, yeah. when you walk down the street, people are always saying hi to you. That yeah. must feel good. He does feel good, you know. It feels good that they know me as somebody. 
And I said, who is this guy? You know, like, you know, I, you know, they say high spirit. Now, I don't know, you know, many people. And the ones I know, I forget their name because of the age. Oh, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not the age. Normal. It's, yeah. You know, I forget their name. But, I, you know, I always say hi. Yeah. You know, and just... And we all need that. If you went, Kirk, if you went down the sidewalk, the street or wherever, and you walk and, and somebody passes you, you know, it doesn't even bother to say hello or, you know, how do you feel? I can tell you how I felt when coworkers used to do that. <laughs> you know, let alone people, you know. Yeah. You know. But you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. And yeah. we all need that to be recognized. You know, to be, you know, and to some, you know, with some people, they say, well, we go beyond recognition and say, hi, how are you? And another person, more than that, you, you might uh, give a hug, you know, and that's how we're supposed to be. It isn't because I say, well, I like, you know, I like Kirk because he's got the bucks, you know, he's just a, you know, he's just a, I don't see you as a dollar sign on your forehead. Nobody does. No, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, though? I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, you know, like when we see people, when I see people coming here, I don't see them as a dollar sign. I see them as a friend. I see them as a person that needs to be talked to. I, you know, because we all have, there's one need that we all have is to be recognized and to be loved. Well, not only are you recognized in the community for what you've done for people, but you know, two years ago during the pandemic, your daughter and your granddaughter are out supporting other businesses. Yeah. They're out saying a strong Lloyd Minster is a great Lloyd Minster for, for the entire city, yeah. right? Like this, this, we can't be the only business in town. We need to support other. What did, what did you think when, you know, you're spending your money supporting and promoting other other businesses and you were the one that was getting the bill from what I understood well but, <laughs> but you know no Eleni we're out we're you know we went out to say you gotta support local like right now more than ever you need yeah. to support local like Spiro in the 80s you could never have imagined doing that could you no I think it does all come down to the honestly the generational <laughs> yeah. differences because I think back in the 80s especially the 80s and especially, especially after the crash, it was really and truly dog eat dog, every man for himself. Like we're just trying to scratch and claw. We're literally yeah. just trying to make it, you know. And now there's multiple avenues for people to make it, but the most recognizable, the most, in my opinion, ethical and kind way to make it in a business is to be in a community with other businesses. Like, it's just times have just changed, I think. It's like apples and, to oranges almost. And I don't think that, you know, say, so well, where, are you involved in it? 
I am in the background. Yeah, I don't say, think he knew what we were doing 98% of the yeah, time. Yeah, to say that, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I am, uh, you know, let's do this. No, I didn't know. What are, you proud, are, you, are you proud of them for doing it? Yes, I am proud of, of doing that. Like, they're doing something, and special Eleni, something that I would have never done. Or because that's not me to say, well, I'm going to go and, you know, no. I came from a different, like Elaine said, you know, it was a different era mm -hmm. that time. And I grew up with that. I, I am trying to survive without hurting the other person. You know, I say, well, there is... Um, Tim Hortons next door. I'm gonna put the, you know, coffee cheaper so I can kill oh, him. No, but I yeah. was just trying to do my best. But that uh, was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. It was. I a mean, thing. even the two for one pizza. I was like, well, if they come and bring two for one pizza, more out gonna... of fear, right? Yeah. 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 Well, they, we can't let them take our we business can't. right yeah. across the street. Yeah. Well, they did. You know, and that was something that. Uh, to protect our, uh, myself that mm -hmm. time, I said, you know, okay, I heard that, you know, somebody told business me that Business is business, time, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Somebody told me that, you know, this uh, family pizza comes from Saskatoon, and they're going to put two for one. I said, oh, no. Now, what, what's their reaction? To say, yeah, okay. The only thing we can do is two for one. Now I sit down with a pencil and I said, okay, I weigh everything. Uh, ham, this and this and this and cheese. Oh, that's when there's ham was shredded too. In, yeah. Not really, no, but uh, I was, uh, you know, more. I, I was I like weighing. Yeah, yeah, I was weighing everything. Yeah. And I said, this pizza cost me so much. So then we'll put it so much, mm -hmm. you know, and then we say, well, okay, then we can put it two for one. So, and that's how I start that. I, it wasn't just a, that guy is gonna bring two for one, I'm gonna put two for one. I figured it out. When, when did you, or did you ever get to a point where you were really comfortable, Spiro? Like you were like, you know what, I, I've, because once you lose something, it's taken away from you. You lost your business. You lost your house. You must have always had that in the back of your mind. Was there ever a point where you got to, you said, I'm really, I'm really proud of this now. I'm really comfortable no. with this. To say, to say now I'm, uh, I'm doing good. I made it. No. No, but, but there was always the opportunities. You know, and it wasn't all me. No. While we had just started at the lighthouse, it was about two years in a little place. And uh, Tina says at one time, we, you know, we have so much to be thankful to God. You know, how about if we just put it on and show our thankfulness to God? You know, I, I said, what do we do? He said, we're going to put a Thanksgiving 
dinner for the needy. I thought myself, yeah, that's a good idea. So then, first of all, we found the Anglican Church Hall. They said, yeah, you can use it. Then I went different business, and they started giving different things. And uh, I went to a place on the north end, what's that grocery store? Uh, Cash and carry? No. No, 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 no. Oh, on, for on my time. West. Oh, West. Uh, oh, I don't know. In the mall there. I, Safeway? IGA. I, IGA. IGA. Yeah. No. Sobeys now. Sobeys. I went there. I There was this guy. And I, I told him what we were doing. He says, what do you want? I didn't know what I want. You know, like the way he said it, what you want? So I came uh, back to Tina, and I said, that's what uh, he told me. He said, well, the man told you what you want. Tell him what you need. <laughs> she, yeah, she would. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I went back, and I said, we need ham, and we need turkeys, we need this and this. And we went to Safeway, and he gave it. And then we went to Safeway, and they gave us. And uh, now I don't remember if it was a superstore at that time. But anyway, but really, it never cost us anything to put the banquet. Just time. Just the time. And we ask, you know, mention a. And we had so many volunteers that we didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. We happily whipped creamed the pumpkin pies. That was our job. Oh. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and that went on for thirty years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the end, really, they had they will bring potatoes. I never ask anything anymore. They will bring potatoes, and will bring this, turkeys, and, you know, and we never cost us anything. So, Tina says at one time, she says, well, we're putting it on. We should cost us something, everybody. So we would write a check, how much the banquet would cost, and give it to a different organizations. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the, it was a, at the last, uh, at the end, you know, I don't remember how many years we did that. But we would give, because it never did cost us anything. So people are looking for uh, an opportunity to be involved in. And say, can I come? We had people coming to help. You know, like I said, we ha I don't know how many, how many people, 30, 40 people, they would come and, and they, they just staying there waiting for something to do. There was one family that I remember specifically that had six kids. And they would, like, the, all the kids would come and the parents, and, like, they would all do, and, like, I, the youngest son was my age, so we would take the tickets and like the other kids were pouring coffee and doing yeah. more grown-up-y stuff. 
but it was just like people would make it a family volunteering event when they on in theory should have been spending thanksgiving at their own dinner table making their own it was just like well we're gonna have our thanksgiving on sunday because mondays are tied up you know indefinitely (laughs) and we you know and i would go from Mm -hmm. table to table again that time i would go from table to table and i put my hand on the person and i shake the you know the hand whether it be a woman or a man i would put my hand on the shoulder and i shake their hand and they were looking you know is she coming my way they were waiting for that part mm-hmm. that human connection that human connection yeah you remember that mhm yeah. anybody can get a meal somewhere it's yeah. the, it was the and connection and one guy says uh, can i come too i said sure he says but i have money i said your mind don't count here i said and he was working at the upgrade at that time that day he was making double time and a half like a big bucks but a lonely guy that didn't have lonely. anywhere else to go yeah and he came and i don't remember and now he was a little bit late and when he i saw him coming i made the table there and i don't remember but he gave a big amount of money hmm for that. Yeah. 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 Eleni, am I forgetting to ask Spiro anything anything you wanted to point out no, that man. maybe maybe we're not aware of that cuz I mean you got to be incredibly proud of him. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But is there anything I'm forgetting that you want people to know about your grandpa? Oh man, Papu. I don't know. I feel like you covered a lot of ground. <laughs> <laughs> but he um like he's he's got this fear still as we speak it's in his mind that I'm that I'm coming in and I'm going to like take his name off the sign I'm going to take his face off the sauce bottle I'm going to take his name off the pizza boxes it's like it's going to be this whole thing and I just don't Do I you have never that fear? He does have that fear he calls it out all the time But when like but now people like it's not just Lloyd Minster that know right. him Right it's people from North Battleford, no, from right across the country, that identify spirits. And you know, there is only one thing. Now, I know, will not take the name off the sign. The only thing that you know, I have told Maria, and she got mad at me the other day. <laughs> you know, you know, and I, and I said, why you change the label on it? The label has my picture. I said, why don't but you we're keep not, it? by the way. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Why don't you keep it there? She says, we are. <laughs> <sighs> He's just. We're in the middle of updating our label for sauce yeah. to meet CFIA regulations and yeah. safe food for Canadians and grocery store this and blah 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 blah. Yeah. No. And so we have to add things and change things and move things, but not remove things. Yeah. But anyways. But he has just been such a hardworking guy, and I have been—I've always been so proud of my grandparents. I mean, like, some people are like, my grandparents live, you know, on the other side of the country, or, or you know, unfortunately, some people don't have grandparents mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. grow up with. And I just—I feel so honored and blessed to not only have grandparents that are awesome, but they're close, and I—they practically raised me. Like they, this is my dad in some weird way because he, 
like I spent every single moment outside yeah. of my home somehow with this guy, you know, and he and Yaya have played such a huge role in my life from my childhood until today. And so to be able to have a piece of them, which is this restaurant, and I mean, it's a huge piece of them. It's, it is them. Um, I just, I feel honored and I, I don't know how I would have, I don't just, I just can't imagine life without having had these two wonderful, beautiful people to pour into me as a child, whether it was business stuff like Papu, I remember standing on a, I mean, he probably also should have been standing on a milk crate because he was, sorry, Papu. I was just little. I mean, I was probably six or seven, and I'm standing on a milk crate or a pop crate behind the till at the old restaurant, and I'm ringing people in and and counting back change, and he's sitting there teaching me how to count back change, and it was just like the people that were there waiting for their change, which took a little longer because math is hard, like they were so patient. And because they knew Papu, and they're like, we come to Spiro's because we love Spiro and Tina. We love their family. Of course, the food's good. The atmosphere's good. But we come here for these people. And so to have that experience as a child, to learn a lot of life's big things from these people. And the irony is that, I mean, you only have a grade six education. Yeah. That's the irony. But yet, the education that you gave or you, you got and then continue to give is far exceeding grade six. You know? And so, anyways, it's an honor to be your grandchild and keep your legacy going where not taking off your name or face or anything. Don't worry. Calm down. It's going to be okay. You know, years ago, when we first came, now... I don't know if we need to put it on. I had made a jingle. Uh-oh. That's my cue to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. That, that was at the light, at the Ranchero, when we first came. <clears throat> like, I like the jingles. You know, and I had the, you know, let's go to the Ranchero. Let's go to the ranchero. Let's go to the ranchero where the food is good. The atmosphere is pleasant. The food is tasty too. At your party on Saturday, get a pizza or two. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you, Spiro. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, and Kurt. Enjoy your celebration tonight. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be back with you on Saturday, as Maria had mentioned. Yeah. Matt and Leanne will join us from the Lloyd Mr. Kinsman heard Club. That before, oh, I have heard it. You have heard Lots. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was at the Ranchero. Ranchero. Uh, yeah. <laughs>